It's my girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good morning. Happy Sunday, Constance. Happy Sunday, Annalise. Do you know? I'm not going to pretend I'm not hungover. (laughs) (laughs) You're wearing sunny, so um, I don't think you can pretend. I I think I'm a rock star. Well, do you know that this is our 20th show? Oh, really? I know. I'm How kind cute. of. I'm half expecting a little cake or something, maybe some champagne. Yeah, interesting. Ellie, no, no, not on the cards. Okay. Speaking of anniversaries, <laughs> next year we will have been best friends for thirty years. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Because next year we turn thirty-five, and so we met. <laughs> um, so today, Con, we're going to talk about internet dating because yes, it's not something that we know too much about. But it's also one of my favourite topics. I have a fake Tinder account. Oh my god. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of our history, we are going to do. A glory bowl, which is where we yep. retell something from our past. And um, it's actually a 20-year feud that we're going to get to the bottom <laughs> of. And I'm looking forward to it. If you can't Oh, my God, what tell. is it about? I, can't, I don't even know what it's about. I should have read the memo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in three songs, Con, we have lined up the smartest man in Australia on male contraception. I hope the kings are listening on this one as well, not just the queens. Mm-hmm. It's all that and more. I can't wait. The, 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 the Queen Sesh. Right now, Con, we have someone who is the smartest man on reproductive health in Australia. He's Professor Robert McLaughlin. He's a world expert. He's a medical and researcher. he's here to save the day. He needs a cape. <laughs> He's a medical researcher of Hudson Institute. He's a consultant to the Monash IVF program. Welcome to the Queen Sesh, Professor Robert McLaughlin. Thank you so much okay. for talking to us. No worries. So okay. last <laughs> week, I'll just also last week, my friend Constance mm. she brought up that she's in a new relationship and she mm. always forgets the pill. And so she was mm. saying, like, is there something else that men mm. can do other than obvious, you know, condoms, mm. vasectomy? And the mm. withdrawal, is there anything mm. else available? Uh, easy question, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Mm. There isn't anything available currently. Uh, that's the problem for the male hormonal contraceptive field the last 40 years. We, we know that condoms are available but are not necessarily used effectively or frequently enough, or, or, and they do mm. fail. Mm-hmm. And we know that vasectomy works very well, but it should be regarded as irreversible. And mm, other than okay. natural family planning, there's nothing else. Okay. Right. So my th- I heard that like my friend's husband was like on steroids or something because he was at the gym and he was just, I don't think it was legal, but, and it was like no. ruining his sperm count. And apparently he was doing yes. it because he didn't yes. want to have babies and they had a big fight over it. So is that true? Right. Is there like black market yes. stuff that blokes are taking? Uh, I, I'm sure that the side effect of anabolic steroid abuse is a very low sperm count, right. but uh, it's certainly not uh, an established form of a safe contraception, yep. but it, it leads us on to the obvious question is what's the what's the the best uh, opportunity? Well, the best opportunity is in fact giving testosterone uh, in, a, in a normal dose, normally with a little bit of progesterone, uh, which is part of the female pill. It's another oh. sex hormone. But giving them together to men and administering that by injection or by implant, 
And what you do see is the sperm count drops to a contraceptive level in over wow. 95% of people. And that's what we've been doing for the last 30 years is trying We're to trying develop, to develop a product. It. Wow. Oh, yeah, hell yes. It's a, the male hormonal contraceptive has been a, a major area of activity. Australia has played a very major role in that. My colleague David Handelsman in Sydney and ourselves here in Melbourne have been part of a worldwide effort for that. And uh, it's both it's a, it's a good news and a sad news story. Um, the good news is is that it, it works, um, mm. and that we've um, we've done studies on uh, several hundred men showing it provides the same level of contraceptive cover as does the female uh, pill. So it's uh, you know it it works for 19 out of 20 men. Uh, occasionally, men it doesn't suppress and they can't use it, but generally mm. it works very well, and it's mm. reversible. Mm-hmm. And fantastic. However, however, mm, there's no drug company. Mm. Drug company has been able to convince themselves of the, the doing the last part of the work, which is very expensive and involves thousands of couples, to do it through to drug registration. Mm. Um, and so the area has fallen over totally about five years ago because wow. the last uh, <laughs> company who looked at it uh, said, "Look, no, we're not going to proceed." Now the problem at that time was. Some of the men uh, were getting side effects in terms of uh, of emotion, you know, emotionally um, <laughs> depressed or whatever. Of course, when oh, I say that depressed. to my my female contraceptive colleagues, they say, "Well, yeah, no kidding." I mean, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. all the time. But uh, at least in the in the view of one of the committees overseeing the study, and it was it was very contentious uh, that they did this. They cancelled the study, and there was four hundred oh couples God. around the world on this. And when they cancelled the study, the last company sort of moved away. So it's back now to having this, have a very good idea in my mind of what one would use and how you might use it. But that's all very well. You know, it doesn't make any difference to you in the local chemist shop. I mean, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, Do you I, think- I was going to say, I think the reason, Professor Robert, if I said to my husband, you need to take something and one of them is a female hormone, he would be running mm-hmm. out the door going, catch <laughs> you. You do know, you think, I think it has a little bit to do with gender inequality, though? Like that we're, women are sort of, we're used to seeing women put our bodies through quite a bit, so it's sort of acceptable, yeah. whereas when it comes to okay. men putting their bodies through anything, well, everyone's uh, up I, 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 let me Let me do the, f- the first one before I forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, the low dose of progestin is, is, has no effect on the males. It's, it's a, it, it suppresses the pituitary gland. It doesn't have any tissue effects that we're aware of. So they won't uh, grow moobs? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's man so, boobs, that, professor. Man that's, boobs. No, no, that's estrogen. That's the that's the other one. Uh, no yeah. estrogen. Uh, so yeah. now, uh, in terms of gender equality, let's remind ourselves that thirty percent of world contraception involves men to some degree. That's mm. going to be condoms, natural family planning, or vasectomy. Australia has one of the highest vasectomy rates in the world. N- wow. Nearly forty percent of of men in their forties here have had a vasectomy. So you know, the guys are wow. the guys are no taking idea. a lot of responsibility already. No, mm. so. So, and in stable couples, I'd like to think that yours is a stable couple. Uh, I think Mine. that you might understand. <laughs> no, I'm just guessing. Uh, might understand the fact that, um, that uh, you know, he might have to step up to the plate because for some ladies, they can't take the female methods. They're not able to. They, they, mm-hmm. they have side effects. So they've had clot, blood clots or something. So it's never going to be the predominant form 
of contraception. Mm. But for stable monogamous couples, it would appear appeal to a niche of them. So you know there is a market for this. Mm. Perhaps the size of the market is part of the reason the drug companies you know don't think there's enough to be made in it. I, I don't mm. know. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, but I, I'm not going to you know uh, canvas the idea that, that that men can't be trusted or or whatever um, to do this because I think that men in stable couples certainly can be. This is not something for casual sex people because it does mm. nothing to protect you from STDs. STDs. Right? So, mm. you know, it's nothing to do with but that. But I do think so that niche, men would like to take market. a bit of control. It would be nice well, to be a man and know that you could take control of your, you know, fertility yeah. and... There, and, there's, and, a gender, know, there's a gender equity issue there. Why shouldn't men be able to take control of their fertility under absolutely, any circumstances? Absolutely, that's what I'm thinking. They should. Yeah. Like, if I had a son so, and he was, you know, like growing up and sexually like experimenting, I'd like to know that he had just as much a say in, you know, when they're not at the condom stage anymore in the fertility as the woman because, you know, you can not take yeah. the pill and whatever. Mm. But I want to ask you I another question that, while I've got you. Yeah. <laughs> um, pre-cum. Oh my what yes. is the deal? Someone told me it's not like fertile. So with the oh, withdrawal method, I, I know a lot of people get pregnant from the withdrawal because they don't pull out in time. But if yes. they did pull out in time, but there was always the pre-cum because that's just whatever happens. I is it true that that's not actually like live sperm in there? Uh, that that is a extremely difficult clinical study to do, right? Mm-hmm. What you're suggesting we <laughs> get a thousand couples to use pre-cum contraception as a method. Good good luck with that. Um, the, the the point is that there could be some sperm uh, residing in the bulbourethral glands, which is where that that, that that fluid comes from, that have been uh, have been uh, that have been harboured there since the previous ejaculation. Oh. I couldn't guarantee there are no sperm in it. Uh, you know, one imagines but that, that wouldn't be alive, surely. They can live for ages, can't they? They can live. Yeah. For days, oh. they can live for up to six days in the female genital tract. Oh, so these oh little, God! These little guys, they really mean business. You know, they, <laughs> they have they're like a little everything down there. Oh. They've, got, they've got batteries that last for for days. So, <laughs> look, I'm not going to give people the all clear on that one, uh, but okay. it seems unlikely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if it's if it's not on, it's not on. Yeah. All right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Professor Robert McLaughlin, for sharing your uh, infinite wisdom with us. We really appreciate it. And thanks for. Yeah. Fighting the good fight. Good yeah. luck with getting a pharma company to jump on. We're mm. going to push on. Yeah. Keep, uh, yep, keep pushing. You've got my okay. backing, that's for sure. All right, all okay. the best. Thanks. This is the Queen Sesh. We want to know from you, does internet dating work? Tell us on our Facebook page, the Queen Sesh now, because, Con, we threw it out there and we do like to just... Uh, let our listeners come up with content for us, obviously. Yeah, exactly. We don't need to. Yeah, we have extra <laughs> brain space. Exactly. But internet dating is my favourite topic. Yeah, I know. I have a Tinder account. Really? But Yeah, but I'm actually a man that I know. <laughs> because I live with women, they all have Tinder. So we were like, well, we want to see what the, what the competition's like. So we set up a fake men's account. So you've got a catfish account. A cat. Oh my god! Oh my god! You're we don't ever like engage with anyone. We just oh, like swipe just and look swipe at the. We look at the competition, and you know, mm. we see what's out there. We see who we know that's on Tinder. It's oh. like <laughs> best thing that's ever happened to me. Everyone should have a fake Tinder account. It's not fair that we miss out on it. Yeah, I know. So we, we, I, I've never done the internet dating thing. I'm actually glad that you haven't because I, know, I lived with you scary. during your twenties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Catherine has messaged us and she wants to know, how do you meet a great guy? Does Denim have a bro or cousin, by the way? Lol. That's really sweet. I know. She said, with work, gym and study, I don't have a lot of spare time. I also don't drink, so I don't really do the whole clubbing and bar scene. Is internet dating really my only option? 
Okay, I think, I don't know if she was asking me this or you this, but I don't know where you meet guys. I heard a statistic once that 80% of relationships are formed with people who met during the day, which is really interesting mm. because we think that we go out and we're going to get drunk and we're going to look hot and we're going to meet someone and get married and, and live happily ever after. Mm. But we're actually much more inclined to meet someone through work or through friends or, mm. you know, like a lot of work people get together. That's just sort of the way it happens because you get to know somebody and you when you just meet someone, you're very judgy. Mm. So you go, oh, he's got a cold sore, I don't like him. Or, oh, mm, he's, yeah. you know, got a bung eye or mm, whatever it is that he's got. Yeah. You know, and, but whereas when you work with them and you see them all the time, you get to like them and they've got that charisma and, and, yeah. and you forgive a lot of things. Yeah. I personally met Denim during the day at a skate park one day. Mm. No, it was night time. It was um, with our kids, taking our, our kids and we had similar interests. That's how, how come we both ended up at a skate park on a Friday night. Mm. And so I was not, definitely not expecting to, I, I was not, you know, thinking that I was going to meet anyone ever. That's mm. just the way I am. I've got four kids and all the rest of it. So I don't know. I But I, if I was single for a long period of time, I probably would get on the internet. I can't because oh. I'm Constance Hall and all my haters would be like, <laughs> she's on Tinder. <laughs> but if I wasn't Constance Hall and I could get away with it, bloody oath I would. Yeah, I would, I'd be the same. I think I'm all for it. But you know what? We have, some of our queens have commented on our Facebook call out. Their stories are amazing. The, 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 the Queen Sesh. One of our beautiful queens on our Facebook page asked us, does it work? Because, yes. you know, we, we don't really have first-hand experience other than your catfishing fake Tinder profile account, <laughs> which I, I want to know more about at another time. Um, and we've asked on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh, does internet dating work? And on 131060, we have Claire from Brisbane on the line. Hello. How are you going, ladies? We're great, thank you. Can you tell us, did you meet your other half on the internet? Does it work? Yes, I did. I actually um, met him on Oasis. It's um, easy to use and message people. It's free as yep. well. So, and yeah, it, it's what casual. kind of men does it attract? Um, lots of different oh. men. It's pretty easy, though, to um, know if someone's for real by talking to them online, surprisingly. So um, you can sort of... You know, sift through them. If you, it, it feels safe. Like when you go to clubs and pubs, it's really hard to meet. You know, someone with who wants something like a relationship instead of yep. just a, a fling yep. or a one night stand. So Absolutely. yeah, absolutely, good way yep. to do it. How long have you been with your partner? Four years. Aww. Yeah, we got married last year, and um, we have a two-year-old daughter together. Aww. And um, also, yeah, his stepdad's my other. Two children. That's a great story. I'm so glad it worked out for you. Thank you, Claire. And we've got Jay from Perth. Tell us, Jay. Yeah. So yeah. did you meet your partner on the internet? I did, yes. Yeah. Uh, plenty of fish. I've got a profile on Plenty of Fish as oh, well. Oh, my God. I might add. <laughs> it's not really me. Someone's just using my photos if you come across me. Oh, yes. Oh. The identity fraud thing. Swipe, swipe right, uh, babe. <laughs> I hear that happens quite often. I was like... Lonely on Valentine's Day, I had been divorced uh-huh. three and a half years. I know, so sad. <laughs> and I was at a friend's house and, you know, we had a few wines, as you do, and mm-hmm. um, decided that we would both join Plenty Fish. And so we set up the profiles and um, had a look. We got a few um, messages from a few different guys. And um, I came across the guy who I'm currently seeing now, his profile. He worked night shift, so we kept sort of missing each other. I met him about four weeks after we started talking. We've been together ever since, so it's not even been that long. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think I think that's the takeaway, isn't it? Everyone's so busy and if you're not into nightclubs and who can you meet at nightclubs? I'm mean, actually I met my husband at a pub. But really, it's it is it's really it's really tricky, and I think it's just you were younger as well. Like I'm yeah, not really true. interested in a guy my age that wants to hang out at nightclubs. Yeah, I think that's kind of rank. <laughs> like, what are you doing tonight? Going to metros? Okay. <laughs> well, Catherine, who originally messaged us on Facebook, there you have it. Internet dating, have a crack. Everyone's saying. Have a crack. Send us your results. We want updates. Let us know, Catherine. (laughs) Uh, Next con, we have an unresolved 20-year feud between the two of us, which I'm very excited about getting to the bottom of. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're such a grudge holder. This is the Queen Sesh. Every now and then, con, we like to do what we call the glory bowl. We dip our fingers into the glory bowl. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we, we, we go into a little bowl and it's, it's got like a, a lucky dip of memories in there from our youth, from our glory days, from before kids, before family. And today I put out the memory and it's one that I put in there because it's a little feud that I'm still angry about. I'm actually scared. 20 years ago. Annalise is that one friend that you don't want to piss off. <laughs> it wasn't. Honestly. It wasn't you. Okay. So the little memory that I pulled out said Tess and Tickles. Do you remember Tickles? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. My chicken. Your chicken. Yeah. <laughs> that you were obsessed with. Yeah. I, I got two chickens when I was 12. Um, I called one Tess and one Tickles. How to be fair, we both got that? the chickens and my stepdad got you the chickens. Oh, did he? It's not like, yeah, it's not like it was like your parents gave you chickens and you were amazing. My stepdad got me chickens and you were like, get me some too. Mm. And I would, I wasn't to know that you were going to fully fall in love with your chickens. She had them inside. It was disgusting. No, but they, what I learned, because Tess died from some unknown causes, but Tickles actually had a personality. And what I learned <laughs> is that chickens actually have personalities. Like I would get home from school and she would flap up into my arms. <laughs> You're so needy. She was just the best. But, do you, okay, so Tess and Tickles. I had testicles as pet names and I was 12. What's wrong with me? There's so much wrong with you. I could. I don't even know where to begin all the gross <gasps> you used to do when you were a kid. Oh, my God. Anyway, so that aside, you also had a pet that... Even I've, I just, I can't, I, I, I detest can't even, this. I can't even say what it is. Her name was Isabella. She was a ferret, oh. and she was the best pet I ever had. It was disgusting. I would take her for walks. Oh. She would run away quite often, and in the end, my stepdad had to. Do you know what my stepdad did to her? Because she stunk. Because ferret smell. I know. I remember the he, smell. Do you remember what Scott did though? He like oh. wrote our phone number in red permanent marker on her back. <laughs> And sprayed her with Calvin Klein number one because that was the only perfume he had. So obviously the number didn't stay there. She ended up being this bright red ferret that stunk of like a mixture of ferret and Calvin Klein and happened to walk up the road and kill chickens randomly. Killed tickles. And I know. I'm, I'm still she upset killed about t- it. She mauled tickles. Oh, do you remember I had to have time off school because I was grieving yes, so badly? Yes, I do badly. remember. You had to have to, I, that was my very first like moment of realising that me and you are quite different because yeah. I my ferret even died and I still went to school. But <laughs> you were in mourning. You had a funeral. It, it was all on. I know. I, I remember where she was buried as well and sometimes I think. You had so many weird pets. I remember those rabbits that just kept breeding. It was so mm. rank. Yeah, I was a bit of a pet fiend back then. Now I just can't think of anything worse. Than having a and that cat Miffy that everyone was scared of because it was a full psychopath. Yeah, 
Still not. I don't think you should have pets. No. I remember once we had such a big night that we brought these two random guys home and gave them our cats. <laughs> <laughs> we woke up in the morning and we were like, where's the cat gone? And you were like, I don't know, but I think one of the guys who took it renamed it Wheelchair. <laughs> That's <laughs> my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girl. And we're back on the sesh. If you haven't heard of my good friend Constance Hall, she's a writer, blogger. She's got over a million queens on her socials, and I'm and over two million haters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what happened to me, Con? You know how I've got like you know a few hundred followers now. I yep. tried to get. My, me and my kids free entry into this play centre through a PR company because they were calling out for people. <laughs> oh my god! I asked. I said, "Oh, can I get me and my can my friend come too?" And they just never replied. <laughs> did you tell them? Did you like tell them that you've got like three hundred followers? Well, no, I didn't mention that, but they obviously looked me up and then never got back to me. Ah. Buggers. I can't even get into a play centre. A this play centre of all places. Well, you could be on the other end of the scale where you've got yeah. too many haters and too many followers that no one <laughs> wants to be associated with you at all. I'm surprised I've even got this job. Like, seriously. <laughs> um, how often do you change your bed sheets, Con? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that a bit later, but... I probably won't answer you honestly, <laughs> but... <laughs> We're going to give you a reason to change them more often. And in less than 10 minutes, I will give you a gym update and you won't be disappointed. You might be jealous. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> the Queen Sesh. Last week, Con, we were delighted to hear of your tales from the gym. Yeah, I'm getting fit. Oh, like, I am getting so... You know, I've been overweight, like in the overweight bracket for over a year now. And, and you, um, no, you, you don't look overweight to me at all, but you do look uh, you. particularly amazing today. I thank you. Uh, I'm wearing the same clothes I wore last night. Do you ever wake up in the morning and just go, but that outfit was so great that I just, I can't just use it once. I have to redo it. <laughs> I, so. Usually I would take it off. Do you take it off in between? Oh yeah, I did. I took oh, it off. Yeah, and slept, yeah. I slept naked. Then I'd show the, the entire thing back on, the same jewelry, the same <laughs> everything. You don't haven't even seen the full ensemble. It comes with fur as well. Oh, like fake fur. So, thank you very much, everyone. Yeah, hold off the red paint, thanks. Yeah, so I have been waking up at 6am in the mornings and going to the gym. I am breaking a sweat. My heart rate is going crazy. Mm-hmm. I am, it's taking me a good hour to like actually stop, you know, that deep breathing. Mm. I'm, I'm so proud of myself. I did one week non- nonstop mm-hmm. and then I went and weighed myself. Yes. Because I am overweight like, and I need to, you know, get back into the healthy weight bracket. Mm. And I hadn't lost one single kilo. <laughs> and, you know... Wait. I'm more of an instant results kind of gal. I don't like to, I don't hang around for, like my, my, like mm. my degree, for example, when I went to uni and, mm. you know, I only went to 10 days because I realised <laughs> that it wasn't getting me anywhere any quickly. So anywhere fast. So yeah, I'm a little bit let down by the gym, but I'm still doing it because it's making me feel great. Look, I got my cheekbones back again. Yeah. I had all this puff around my face, but that also that's also about the pills. So I've stopped taking that too. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking after myself, Vans. Everyone's jealous. There was a guy in the gym yesterday, and I felt really awkward about it because it's just a tiny gym. It's like one room mm. that I go to. And how how many kilometers are we at per hour? I'm telling. We don't look at that. <laughs> I don't look at that. I don't. Don't we haven't nudged above five then, babe? I'm not nudging above five because I'm told you I'm doing the inclination. I'm walking up hills. Like I'm hiking on the treadmill. It's like no one gets it. So, yeah. And I still break a sweat and that's all that matters. It is, absolutely. 
But you know, the end of the day. With, with exercise though, it can take three weeks from when you start something, diet and exercise to show. You've got to give it three weeks. Really? Three weeks? Yep. Okay. That, that's motivating me. Mm. I feel great about it. Mm. I actually am one of those annoying people that feels great about exercising. Not while I'm doing it. No, of course. While I'm doing it, I'm like hitting the emergency stop. <laughs> Not, I actually, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't gone on the treadmill once without hitting the emergency stop. <laughs> I hit it every single time because I think I'm having a cardiac arrest. <laughs> it's true. I I'm going to invite you next time. I can't even say our show name. <laughs> You're listening to the Queen Sesh with, with sexy, skinny, fit Constance and her weird friend Annalise. We'll be right back. This is the Queen Sesh. On it's actually August 31 is the 20 year anniversary of Princess Diana's death. I can't believe it's been 20 years. I know. How old Since does that make you feel? <laughs> like seriously, 20. I know. And there you are worried about your chicken that died 20 years ago. Oh. <laughs> Tonight on Channel 7, there is a, they're playing some snippets of a doco that her sons, the princes, Harry and Mm -hmm. William. Harry's my spirit animal. Yeah. He's so cool, isn't he? He's so cool. He's way too cool for the monarchy. Yeah. I feel like I would be with William and you'd be with Harry. Me too. We were princesses. I feel like that too. Um, so they have come together and they've looked through some old photos and are talking about their mum for a documentary to mark the 20-year anniversary and to celebrate her, her life. And what I could not believe from the preview, which I couldn't get through without crying, mm. have, have a listen, Con. This is the first time that the two of us have ever spoken about her as a mother. Believe it or not, you and I are both in this photograph. Right. Okay. <laughs> You're in the tummy. Oh, nice. Arguably, probably a little bit too raw Um, up until this point. It's still raw. There's not many days that go by that I don't think of her. Her 20th anniversary year feels like a a good time to remember, you know, all the good things about her and and hopefully um, provide uh, maybe a a different side to her that others haven't seen before. Absolutely heartbreaking. It was... I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching it tonight with a box of tissues. Mm. But what I couldn't believe was that... They live in such a bizarre world as well. I know, but they, they haven't talked about their mum together in 20 years. Can you imagine what it would be like to be them, though? Like, I don't know. Maybe the family just doesn't even, like, celebrate her or... I know. I just feel like that's something that, as with your only sibling, when you've lost your mum, that as adults, you would imagine that before this... They have come together. It's just, you know what? It's a really, really bizarre world that they come from. If they were celebrities, yeah. they would have, like, become Lindsay Lohan. But, and, you know, mm-hmm. done their, you know, done their because I'm a child celebrity so I have to go and get off my head for 10 years. Mm-hmm. But because they're in the monarchy, everything is shoved under the table and, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, I just feel like they're so far removed from that sort of human element mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's heartbreaking because um, Diana was very, very human. So she, you know, like it's always always the way, isn't it? Yeah. Such a shame they lost her. Absolutely. It's so sad. Last night, Con, you were telling me about a celebration that you had. Yeah, so so we, when Denim and I were in um, Ireland, I think we were in Ireland, we realised I was reading him a letter about my dad yeah. that somebody had written and she'd written in the letter that um, sadly she'd found out that my dad died on the 29th of July 
And he said, did, did he? And I said, yeah. And he said, that's so weird because the day before he had been telling me that he thinks he's deceased ex-wife mm. and my dad might have like conjured up this plan Aww. for us to get together. Yeah. And, um, and so he said, that's my, my ex-wife's birthday. Oh, wow. And I was like, what the? So my dad died on um, my beautiful young stepchildren's mum's birthday. So we decided that that is going to be our day, our family mm. day from now on where we celebrate each other. And yes, that was yesterday. So we've got it. We had a beautiful day together and, and um, yeah, celebrated like my dad and their mum and which, you know, I guess it sort of reminded me a little bit of the princess die with the two boys being left behind. But oh. our our boys talk about things and they're beautiful and yeah. they're not prin- they're princes to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's beautiful. Isn't and they're it? similar to Will and Harry as well because the little yeah. one is Zeke is our little rat bag yeah. and he's heavenly though he's beautiful. And then Sunny, the older one's all mature and very William esque. <laughs> mm. Oh, if there, if there was anyone who was gonna, you know, look after my boys if anything was to happen to me, I mean, I just I think they're blessed to have you, Con. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm I'm the blessed one though. Like I walked in to find Sunny sleeping, cuddling um Arlo this morning. Like they're just heaven. They're just the yeah. most heavenly boys. Yeah. Yes. Oh, a bit of mosh, wasn't it? A bit of mosh. Mosh mosh on the sesh. Uh yeah, it's it's the mosh sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. <laughs> the, 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 the Queen Sesh. This week on something that really I guess it really threw me. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. Okay, so this woman in the UK, she's on one of those morning shows and she let these experts come into her home and test her mattress for bed bugs and dirt and just, you know, take samples and stuff. I can't even hear the word bed bugs without Ugh. getting r- ranked out flashbacks. No, me either. And so when they, they threw this bowl up of what they found and I, I can't even, I, I was retching watching Rank. it because it was Rank. like brown, like it looked. Was it alive? Was there like little things moving in it? No, because bed bugs are tiny, aren't they? You don't see them. Bed bugs aren't are not tiny. I've had bed bugs <gasps> in the middle of the night. You open up, you turn on the light, and you pull up your mattress, and there's heaps of little black bugs all over the bed. Oh and in the God. morning, they they hide, they go back what? under the bed. Are you are you serious? Um, no, no shit. I had a boyfriend when I was like 21, <gasps> and he had bed bugs, and it was the oh. biggest ordeal of my life getting rid of them. Oh and God. I also recently, when I was in the in the Amalfi Coast had an Airbnb that was, like, luxury and beautiful and amazing and yeah. I was living my best life for, yeah. like, the small amount of time I could afford it <laughs> and I got really badly bedbugged in their bed. Oh. It was horrible. You should have seen me. I was covered in bites. See, but how, how often do you change your sheets? Oh, let's not go there. Really? Well, okay, details, no. The, the details. reason I'm asking, I'm not trying to shame you, and I will happily admit, so this woman, she got heavily trolled because she admitted in the interview, she's like, oh, you know, Apologetically, she's saying, I change my sheets sort of every three weeks, sometimes four, depending on how hectic things are. And my jaw dropped because I can't tell you the last time I changed my sheets. Is that mm. really rank? Is, is that normal? Um, no, I can't tell you the last time I changed mine either, but Maybe. I definitely make other people like denim change them for me. Yeah. Because my bed's different. It's communal. Whenever I go away, people stay in oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's great. So, yeah, and uh, remember I found lube under my bed, oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> the sheets get changed, oh. my dear. But listen up. I've changed your sheets before. 
Yes. And I remember you said to me, we can no longer be friends because you've seen what my mattress looks like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like I'm, I'm funny about beds and... The stained mattresses. Um, so I lent some... I let my I didn't. My stepdad <laughs> let some people stay in our farm house when yeah. he had a farm. And um, we sort of surprise visited them one day and they had let their dog give birth on our bed. <gasps> It was like afterbirth everywhere. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, my stepdad was burning off that week and he burnt the mattress. <laughs> it was so rank. I've never seen anything so rank. And that's what it reminded me of that when I it changed your sheets. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm Thanks kidding. so much. <laughs> uh, still to come, Queen Vice for step families. On that, speaking about your stepdad, look forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my stepdad's a different kettle of fish. This is the Queen Sesh. So, Con, we're coming to the end of the sesh. It's our least favourite part. I know. Feels like it comes very quickly every week. Yeah, I know. But we do like to finish the show on Queen Vice. Absolutely. It's become our thing now, babe. Absolutely. Yeah. And some, and sometimes, <laughs> we are the go-to girls. <laughs> and it's advice. modern-day problems. It's advice for queens and sometimes it's you and I, sometimes it's it's experts helping people, um, answering questions. Usually it's gay men. Yes, that's our, that's our favourite one. queen vice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have had a message from one of the queens. Uh, actually, there's two. Two people have asked advice from you, Karen and Christine. From me? Yeah. They wanted some queen oh, vice. What, what part of this mess do they think <laughs> <laughs> is apt to give advice? Adequate, I just don't get it. Well, like, they wanted some for... queen vice about blended families and step parenting. And I absolutely can say that you are absolutely able to give advice on that because you came from one blended, yeah. and, and you I don't even know a one. family that isn't blended. Yeah. I don't think I know any families that are like the perfect whole. Um, what would she want to know? She just wanted it. She just said some queen advice about blended families and in particular step parenting. So here's where I see people go wrong and here's where I don't stuff up. I don't become a parent mm. to anyone else's children ever because they have parents. Even my stepchildren whose, parent, whose mother is deceased, they have a father who gives them everything that they need parent-wise. Mm. So all I want to do is be your friend and show you that I am a consistent. I think the role of a step-parent should be a fantastic friend, mm-hmm. a great influence. So, you know, I'm not going to be doing things with them that you would do with your usual friends. Mm-hmm. So, but you're also showing that you're going to be consistent because as a child I had, you know, various different men come into my mum's life, which never was never a problem. Mm-hmm. But, the you know, say, seeing them leave, I was like, oh, that's sad because I really liked him. So then when the consistent one came, which is Scott, and he's been my step-parent for over 20 years, mm. he was just always there. So that's what—that's the approach that I take with my stepkids. I'm always going to be here. Mm-hmm. Anything that you need, I'll do for you. And I'm also on your side. Like if Denim was to discipline them, which he never does, <laughs> <laughs> they don't need it though. Like they're not bad children. But if he was, I would not jump in and mm. go, yeah, and then, no, 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 because that's not what they need. Mm. And I did have a, a conversation with my daughter who said to me, you know, she came in and she, like, stole something from the kitchen. You know when you're cooking and they take mm. food and you just want to kill them? Mm. And she did that. And then and I was like, don't! And then my other step, one of my stepsons comes in and he does it. And I was like, oh, he's a beautiful little oh, boy. That's so annoying. <laughs> and Billy Pilot was all angry at me. And I said to her, you have a sense of entitlement around me. Mm. You think that you can take everything that I'm doing and all the rest of it. Whereas these kids... 
they, they're still treading around me like I'm, you know, my mm. dad's girlfriend and they're being polite and all the rest of it. I want them to get that entitlement. So, I, you know, maybe sometime in the future when they do have it, I can go, get out of the kitchen, don't have the food. But as, I, as far as I'm concerned, if you love the kids, kill them with kindness, be mm. their mate, don't try and be their parent, don't discipline unless there's – but I am blessed. My stepchildren are divine. And if someone was trying to step-parent my kids, it would be a different story. But we <laughs> – we have had problems with Denim disciplining my children and I said to him, just don't do it. And yeah. he's had to learn to just not do it because, you know, like my, I want my kids to trust you and love you and they, if, if they're doing something wrong, I can handle it. And so that's sort of the way we work at the moment. I don't know how it's going to be in two or three years when we're like more solid unit mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe there will be. I just can't see Denim's kids ever doing anything wrong because <laughs> they just don't. Like that's what makes my kids look so bad next to them. <laughs> well, July 31 is National Step Family Day. So, yeah, congratulations to all the step parents out yeah. there. At times, it's not easy. I sort of made it sound like it was easy. I don't mean to undervalue your work because a lot of the time it's quite difficult. Yeah, congratulations! Like it's a it's a it's a, a privilege. I think step parenting. That's us for this week, Con. That's us. I'm going back to my hangover. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, But please contact us anytime on our Facebook page. We love hearing from you, The Queen Sesh. Um, Also our podcast, uh, you can catch up on that, all of our extended interviews, any bits that you've missed, just search The Queen Sesh. Uh, And we also like to include an extra in there as well as a bonus. Just for our our podies. Pod queens. Uh, queens. But that's us. Have a great week. Have a great week, guys. The Queen Sesh. Okay, this is a special shout-out and an exclusive just for our pod queens. A podcast exclusive. Hey, Connie. Con- this is just between us and yeah. you guys. Can you guys not repeat this, these stories to anyone, please, no. podcasties? Definitely We're not. trusting you with this one. Yeah. Um, do you know that we actually, from doing our little pod queen moments, our star rating on iTunes and the Australian one Weren't we like the, the third roof. in the country? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, third in kids and family, which oh, is interesting. That kids mean? and family. Well, they're all in different categories. Okay, so is that like 500th in the country? I don't know, but it's, it's doing well. Okay. Um, and our star rating, thank you so much for our queens who've left beautiful reviews and five stars. It's yes. really bumped us right thank up. Thank you. We yes. really appreciate it. So if you're appreciate listening so much. and you haven't written a review or starred us, please do. We would love that from yep. you. Um, so a little extra this week. And at this point, um, my dad can just switch off now. Just thanks, oh, Trev. Just- yeah, he listens every week. Know how to use a podcast, <laughs> so we could probably start bitching about mum now. And, and my mum can switch off as well. Thanks, guys. Love your support. Love you. <laughs> Bye, guys. And and partners, maybe like Clarence and Denim could stop listening to. Yeah, just anyone that knows us <laughs> can probably just tune out, other than girlfriends, uh, because we're going to be talking about our worst one night stands. <laughs> and there's there's been a few uh, from me to choose from, <laughs> so it was hard to narrow it down. Um, but I don't know if Con, I'm I sure. I could choose I one of yours. Oh, no, it's all right. I've got one. <laughs> um, I, oh gosh, I just, I don't know why I just even brought this up, to be honest. But I was very young and out in the club and I came back uh, to club. his house <laughs> and I had not trimmed or waxed in yes, a while. Yes, I remember this story. So I went to his bathroom and sort of found some scissors and just hacked away, hacked away, because <laughs> uh, I'm actually, I know I look fair and, and chic and like I wouldn't be hairy, but I really am. I'm half Croatian, so if it's... And also, like, we all know that if you're not groomed, you're not going to get a... 
No. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think and this then, was even just beyond grim. It was just like it had to go. Yeah. But it was so long that the hair got stuck in the toilet <laughs> and wouldn't flush. So I was thought, oh. Hair I thought, floats, babe. I know. I thought so. Let's, that's a valuable lesson in life, which I've since learned. But let's just take this outside. Um, so we went out and we were... I remember you told me the very next day and you were like, so then I said to him, how do I get him away from the toilet? Mm. I know. I'll t- mm-hmm. ask him if we can shag in his car. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I don't know who thinks like that. <laughs> I just didn't want to deal with the pube scene. <laughs> so I just moved us along. And in the middle of this romp, his friend came up to the window in a scream mask and screamed <laughs> at the window. Like, I just, I, 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 it was so long ago. Like, I would have been 18. I, I cannot remember if we continued week, or. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how, where it moved on from there, but that just, I, the whole thing, I just think grim and grim. awful. But um, I've got a worse one worse? You, for you. No, I've got a worse one for you. No, that's okay. You just why don't you tell yours? The podcast will go on too long. <laughs> we do no, more in mine. Don't worry. You won't be angry. You won't be oh, jealous. Like the, like the stained mattress. I remember when you brought home this guy and you were like, I'm just going to go and have a shower. And then oh, you yeah. went to have a shower and he <laughs> ran away. <laughs> and our house gone. wasn't even feral. Like we had a nice house. I wonder what it was. Uh, yeah, that but he like jumped the back me. fence. Like he went through quite a mission to get away. Oh, now he oh, must. Oh, I'm devastated. You must have said something before you went to have a shower. Something like that made him think you were going to like do something to him. <laughs> he didn't want done. Anyway, yeah, so off the top of my head because I've had some terrible sexual experiences mm. but – off the top of my head, I reckon the, one of the worst ones was when I'd had this thing for this guy for so long mm. and I literally like was like we always, whenever we saw each other, we out, we'd kiss and it was just one of those relationships. It wasn't really a relationship but like the tension was building. Mm. And then I he asked me to come and stay at his place before I went to, back to Perth, I think, because I didn't have anywhere to stay. My re- lease was up, etc. And he said, I'll come stay at mine for the night and, you know, it was pretty obvious that it was on and we had a great night with all of his friends and staff up drinking and talking and all the rest of it. Mm. And then I was, because oh, you know me, I'm a nana and I get tired even though like, <laughs> I peak at like 6pm, my tits are out and I'm on the bar and I'm dancing and then I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. is, our, is our producer telling me that she's not going to play this? <laughs> she's, I don't know yet, we'll see. Yeah, okay. I'll, <laughs> I, can, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I can feel her getting angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I... And then so I was like, I've got to go to bed. And he was like, go into my bed. I'll meet you in there later. Mm. And I was like, sweet. So I went to bed and I was like sort of half asleep and he came in and we started kissing. Mm. And um, and then he looks at me and he just goes, I can't do this. And oh. I was like, why? <laughs> and he was like, because you're con, you know, like you're con that just drinks beers with me and just, you oh. know, like you're not. You're, and he was sort of trying to say you're one of the boys. You're not sexy. You're not, you know, you're not like intriguing. You're just sort of like con. Oh. And made me feel like crap. So then like he goes, oh, I'm going to go get some water and maybe have another drink with the boys out there. Oh. And I was like. Okay, fine. So he went and did that and then I rolled over and I landed on the wet patch. <gasps> yes, he was a premature ejaculator. <laughs> who? <laughs> so he, he got a bit excited, a, a little. Got a little excited. Before so anything eventually. And didn't even touch it, didn't even touch it and just kissed him and this happened. And it never happened to me before, which doesn't bother me because no. I'm all about, you know, like sex is meant to be fun and open and we talk and we laugh. Yeah. And, you know, you might do a f- or something <laughs> might happen and everyone's supposed to. Every producer, <laughs> I, can, I can feel the like shadowing. Me. 
But this is what's expected to be like. But what he did is he tried to embarrass me mm. and make it out like it was it, me. There's something wrong with me. Yeah, it made you feel bad about yourself. Yes. So I what went out there act. and I told him. <gasps> and I was, and, he, and, the, and everyone no, else. And I pulled him aside. Oh, okay, cool. Because I'm not an ass. Yeah, class. And I said, dude. In the future, mm. if you have a premature ejaculation problem, mm. just talk to your girlfriend about it or talk to your woman or whoever you're sleeping with because you just made me feel really inadequate, really unsexy. Like mm. maybe you'd seen my boobs and you didn't find them attractive or whatever. And I, I just don't think it's okay. You've got to trust the people that you're sleeping with and mm. you should trust that I would have just – me and you could have just grabbed a beer and had a laugh and whatever. Like I'm not, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't get a shag out of tonight mm. as if I'd be like that. So, yeah, that was possibly one of my – I hope I taught him a lesson that night as well. I hope that his future women that he premature ejaculated next to mm. are grateful. <laughs> well, guy from 15 years ago, we know you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you've mended your ways. <laughs> and that's us for the week. Thank you for being Thank over. You because now I can stop watching Constance wearing sunglasses in the studio. <laughs> yes, that it's is. Just, it's a new thing. It's never, never going to change. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to have a new me. pair every week. <laughs> I buy $10 sunnies. I can wear a new pair every week. <laughs> Bye, Pod Queens. Bye, Potties. This is the Queen Sesh.